0: You're listening to South Bend Beat, produced by Alpha Dog Podcast. I put on, I put on, I put on, I put on, for my city, on, on, my city. I put on, my city. on, 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 oh yeah. when they see me off in traffic, they say, oh, some other shit. this week on South Bend Beats, we have Chris Hagstrom Jones Chris has been on before he's a veteran of the show always a good time and he's now assistant general manager. So we talk what to expect from South Bend Cubs and Four Winds Field this year, some promotions, some food updates, a little bit of everything. And this episode, of course, is brought to you by Martin's Supermarkets. Chris gets into his must-have when he shops at Martin's, and you can visit them at Martin's Markets on the social medias or martins-supermarkets.com. Check them out. Enjoy this episode with Chris. Chris, what's up? How's it going, man? doing pretty well it's been a while since you've been on yeah. had uh obviously the last couple of years we had COVID impacting a season mm-hmm. and some other stuff but uh you're a veteran to the show you've been on before happy to be back we'll we'll jump right into this so this will actually air in a couple of weeks but today as we record is a pretty big deadline on the strike right um i know there's been some confusion one of my good friends rob who is a south Bend cubs super fan he's mm-hmm. a, a ton of games he said this won't impact the south Bend cubs will it Can you answer that question?
1: Sure. Um, Whatever happens uh, as we're recording this right now between the MLB Players Association and Major League Baseball will not affect what happens at the minor league level. Um, The the Players Association has its its own union. Mm -hmm. Uh, We obviously have uh, players that are signed to contracts through the Cubs but are not part of that players' union. So at the end of the day, we're going to play baseball. We have a full 132-game schedule um, for the season, 66 home games. We're playing on April 8th. Oh, excuse me, on April eighth, yeah. Uh, you know, I've been saying these dates so many times you doubted in my You're head, right. and yeah. I <laughs> doubted. Never doubt, never doubt. April eighth okay. is when we're playing our opening night right here at Foreman's Field. Gates open up at five, first First pitch seven oh five. A
0: lot of cool stuff planned. So for all that are listening, don't worry, we're playing. Awesome. And as we record this, we're a little over a month out when it when this drops. We'll be about a month out. I wanted to get into a little bit of the behind the scenes. What does this time of the year look like? for your job so your assistant GM now and really just like the stadium in general gearing up you know five four to three weeks out
1: well you know and I, I came into the we're right now in the owner suite here at, at four Winds field when we're recording this and I apologize because I was running a little bit late and running behind um, this is the time of year where everything happens at once uh, you, you prepare and you prep for this moment but people don't really understand you can prepare and as, as long as you want to mm-hmm. get ready for the season but when you get down to these last 30, you know, 40 days, 30 days, anything can happen. You've got with a stadium that's, you know, 34 years old, you can have pipes that burst and that you know needs attention there. Um, you can have a lot of mechanical issues with a facility that's this old. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that you have to be prepared to, to work on the fly. Um, you can have an entire agenda planned out for your day with going through promotional schedule and maybe some, Uh, magnet schedule designs maybe some other signage you're working on the ballpark maybe you're trying to get that uh, band that you want to have play at the stadium uh, and you've got a meeting with them scheduled Uh, it's all one of those like anything can change the drop of a hat so you kind of put off you know something on hold try to move on to the next thing I almost call it a triage situation where you're just trying to go from one thing to the next what has the most priority at this moment in time Um, but you know today's one of those days not every day is like that um where thankfully we've got a great staff this this year um obviously COVID impacted our staff a little bit with um whether it be furloughs or people t- accepting other jobs so we have a newer younger staff mm-hmm. um and it's scary to think now that i'm like one of the most senior people here because i can just only imagine from just it, it feels like a couple of years ago but in 2014 when i first got here i still still felt pretty new to the area uh new to the organization and now you know i'm starting my ninth year with the organization living in south bend it, it's kind of crazy
0: and, and, it, and you mentioned so younger workforce now, and you're all the way up to the assistant GM at this point, and you're a young guy. Is it having a younger workforce um, now post-COVID? Uh, does anything change as far as you know day to day? Or is it more experience, less experience? Um, and and when you say younger workforce and maybe a newer workforce, is that from the front office to the grounds crew, like all the way all the way up and down?
1: Yeah, no. So we've got uh, just all the way across the board uh, staff-wise, we've got a lot of new lot folks. Of new. And, cool. and and yes, they are younger. But um, anytime you bring in a new staff, um, whether it be younger or older. They come with new ideas and different ideas. And that's what I love. Not everything has to be done the same way. In fact, you know, I know they always say the old adage goes, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. But our motto here is how can we improve every year? That's our thought process. It may be more difficult to change things. Um, You know, we get in some of the promotions we can talk about one of my the promotions that I came up with an idea that I had. It requires a little more work, but in the long run, it's going to be easier for the fans. It's something new. It's fresh. Um, and just more eyes on the ballpark. So we love new ideas. We love trying to find ways to get into the 21st century. Um, the, the old days of the, the paper uh, form that you have to fill out <laughs> and sign, that's, that's going away now. Yeah. People are using QR codes. They're doing digital signatures, everything on your phone. Um, and we have to be able to adapt to that.
0: And that's what I think one of the things that's so unique and good about the experience here is it is very trend forward. You're always thinking for it. And you mentioned, so being toward the top of the food chain here, you are very much, if you have an idea, speak up. That's your leadership style.
1: It, it Very much so. You okay. know, I, I'm, I'm not one that says, well, we have to do it this way. I want all ideas. Now, on the same token, not all ideas are gonna work. But sometimes, yep. <laughs> you know more than I do when you're working with different clients yeah. and stuff, sometimes they want, like, this is what their vision is, this is what they want to do. And you know, in your minds, uh, it may not necessarily work out, but you try. You, yeah. you 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 do what you can to make their idea work. And sometimes it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that you've got new ideas, you have fresh ideas that you're pushing out there, trying to to do something different. Um, and that's awesome. And our mentality this season, more than anything, has been um, trying to take care of our work family. We're around each other 24 7. That's how I've always managed. Is, long hours of minor league baseball. It really yeah. is. You're, you're with these people for long hours, and they become your second family. Um, whether that's, you know, obviously full time staff, but even on my game day staff, you know, we'll have little events at my house, whether it's a barbecue or we'll go out bowling um, on Monday nights. Um, it's just you want a fun work environment because there are going to be those days that are long. But when you lead by example, you get your hands dirty, you, you say, Hey, let's try this. Let's jump into this. And then later on, Hey, let's, let's have a pizza. Let's go out for a drink. Um, just ways to say thank you to those folks for, for working those long hard hours.
0: What are there any other specific things that are different between this year, a month out from the season, and last year a month out from the season well we got a schedule <laughs> yeah. that's i would say that's the most important like thing like how did you handle that last year like knowing everything was like things are a little bit in flux now but last year like everything was in flux like how did you deal with that on a day-to-day basis
1: well that that's where we really rely on everyone around you it's yep. not one person that's doing all this work it's you know trying to, to keep communication lines open Um, saying, Hey, we, we know that we've got this coming down the pipeline, or we might have this coming up. So maybe let's get this job done first. It's constant communication when it comes to that kind of stuff. And once we finally had a schedule, it was okay. Let's the first thing we need is we've got to get the schedule out, which means we need a grid. So you put that together, you put it out there. Okay. Now we've got to figure out, we had an idea for some promotions we wanted to do. Where do we put those promotional nights? Um, and with COVID, we, we, there were not as many we were allowed to do because Star Wars didn't want, you know, having people out here and, yep. and, and Disney uh, with uh, Marvel didn't want to have their costume characters out here yet. So there was a lot of challenge with th- the promotional schedule, um, trying to get giveaway items here on time, uh, which you're still with supply chains right now. You're still fighting that. Um, so you, you be flexible. That's another key is just being flexible and then keeping communication lines
0: open. So I want to get into a few things that are ballpark experience specific. Mm-hmm. Let's start with, you want to start with promotions or food? Which one do you want to start with? I
1: always go food. Right, That's a personal opinion, All but right. I always go to food no, I was hoping you'd say food. All <laughs> right.
0: So um, South Bend Cubs games have become synonymous with good and unique food experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're going to be able to get good food. I, I always, the test I always have, because I go to a lot of ballparks, and a lot of minor league ballparks, and it's, do we have to eat dinner before we go, or can we eat dinner at the park? And this park is very much a park where you can eat dinner at the park. Um, tell us about some of the food options, and maybe if anything new's coming, fill us in on that.
1: Well, we just actually finished a shoot last week, um, and we're going to slowly roll it out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, could even be out right now um, with some of our homestand items. You know, we have some great staple food items the Philly cheesesteak, yes. uh, baseball's best hot dog. It's an all beef hot dog, the, F- the Fenway Frank. Um, voted baseball's best hot dog we bring those in from Boston um, you know we have quality the, the salsa cart mm-hmm. um, people love the kind of that fresh option that salsas bring um, but beyond that we've got these new homestand items where we're trying some different things you know you come out to the ballpark if you're a seasoned seat holder you're coming out you know whether you've got a full 66 game plan you're coming out every game or you're coming out 30 40 times I love hot dogs at the end of the day sometimes you just have had you're full of a hot dog yep um, so we try to find some new spin on the, on some hot dogs. You know, we've got a, a pork lovers hot dog with some bacon and mac and cheese, and we're deep frying See, it. I love yeah.
0: the mac and cheese on the hot dog. I and, love it.
1: And that mac and cheese is so good. Yeah. It's creamy. It's it's delicious. Um, we're bringing the pork tenderloin back. That's something I've been wanting to bring back because an Indiana favorite. It is an yeah. Indiana favorite. I mean, you got to number one, the pork tenderloin has to be off the bun. There's no anybody that has a that fits perfectly on the bun that's not a pork tenderloin. Yep. it's got it's yeah. got to fill that boat <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've heard a lot of feedback from folks about you know having some you know easy poppable items um, we're bringing sidewinder fries with Philly meat and cheese on it oh. um, loaded tots are always a popular item you have um, oh my favorite that we just tried I it just popped in my head ribs. For one homestand, we're gonna have ribs available. So the all these specialty items would, available, would be available so like for one full, week. Full ribs. Full ribs. Wow. Ribs and potato salad. I go. mean, it's just gonna, we they fell off the bone. They were so moist. I mean, it's just uh, I'm already hungry right now because I haven't had lunch <laughs> yet. So I need to go track down some some ribs, I guess.
0: You haven't had lunch. What time is it? It's got, I don't. Yeah.
1: Know. yeah it's yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those that again, you get yeah. a busy day, you just kind of forget to eat, which is why I always have a bag of goldfish sitting in my office. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: So when you say uh, you said it was like the homestand items. Yes. Um, and those are like the staples that like take up a lot of real estate on either side of the concourse, right?
1: Yeah. So you'll get those, some of those will be out of a concession stand. There'll be other items that could be out of the salsa cart. We are gonna have a full release available on that on the dates that you can find these items as well as where you can find these items. So, um, you know, expect that coming down in the next uh, week or two.
0: Before we get to some of the other unique experiences around the park, let's, let's uh, hone in on promotions. Mm -hmm. Um, so being, having a little bit of experience in minor league baseball, I know promotions are a big deal in minor league baseball. And the ballpark experience um, largely rests like on how good your promotional calendar is. I know you could probably speak to a lot of time goes into planning the promotions and mm-hmm. carrying out the promotions. Are there any that you are extra excited for this season?
1: To be honest, my biggest excitement is for our Marvel days. Yeah, um, That was something so cool back in October – um, when we had this big launch with Defenders of the Diamond, with Marvel and Minor League Baseball, we were selected as one of the you know few organizations to come out to Chicago, to the Museum of Science and Industry. They had the Marvel exhibit there, and so they wanted us to be out there to debut with um, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man. And so it was really cool to be just be a part of that, have Stu you know posing alongside these iconic characters. Um, with the vice President of minor League Baseball, with the Vice President of Marvel, um, I mean it was just something so cool to have and then we've got all this material now to be able to utilize to promote those nights. But uh, when you think of a brand as iconic as Marvel and, and how big they've become now, um, I can't wait for the Marvel movies you know this summer um you know the the disney plus series you know these are all just very visual very recognizable right now and mm-hmm. so to bring that experience into the ballpark and not being abstract about it you know you can't say it's comic hero day and you know yeah. have just some random people in in uh, cloth covered masks without any kind of branding on them you can actually have you know we're going to have the hulk here we we have a an amazing uh costume that that's going to be brought in so we have the hulk is going to be here we're going to have black panther here for one of those days. I mean, so you've got all this actual branding that you can use um, in addition to being creative with maybe a food item or um, some promotions on the field by altering maybe one of our contests. And maybe we're doing a uh, Captain America shield toss Mm -hmm. instead. So those types of things that you can just really create a micro universe at Foreman's Field that day.
0: Now being assistant GM, you still get get excited for days like this? It's oh, like yeah. another work day, yeah? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I I mean, you, yeah, you, there, there's always the fun days, you have your fireworks days, you get your family days, but these types of promotions are I really get excited for because number one, you know I'm weird. Like, I'm a little kooky. <laughs> And I, I will dress up. No one may be able to see me some days. Sometimes I'm in the control room running the show. but Some I might, days you're on the dugout. Right. Some days I'm doing the worm on the dugout. Yep. You, just, you never know. And uh, and you can find that video, too. If you just search uh, South Bend Cubs dugout worm, you might be able to find some video of that. Um, you can find anything on Google, really. But uh, you know, I might be in costume or I'll have a, a T-shirt on. Um, and, and it's just you, know, you kind of connect a lot of these theme nights um, and you can kind of personalize them a little bit.
0: Any other promotions that you're excited for or um, early in the season? Any promotions? Well, you know, we've got,
1: we've got uh, Star Wars Day uh, on May the 14th be with you. you know, okay, we, we, okay. fourth. that's the home day? Exactly. I guess. Yeah. Right now, we had a game on May 4th, but it was Education Day. Okay. And so we wanted to still tie, tie it in support. with May. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'd you think that, right? No, absolutely it is. I'm just kidding. Um, but May 14th is going to be Star Wars Day. We've got the 501st Legion coming out. Those are the costumes, mm-hmm. um, uh, fan clubs that come out. Um, we're also going to have the Mandalorian Mercs are going to be out here that day we've got special star wars jerseys which are inspired by um a new hope with mm-hmm. their movie poster so let's be a really cool jersey design um other theme nights dino day i'm really excited for yeah. we had a lot of fans um when we we you know i always watch our social metrics and i try to keep an eye on what is engaging people what's working on social media and just sharing a couple of our photos of dinosaurs from our dino day in 2019 has gotten a lot of engagement, a lot of parents with young kids, kids that love, love dinosaurs. dinosaurs. They really do. Love them. You, you can come up with some amazing characters, um, whether it's through Nickelodeon or through any other CBS properties or um, yeah, CBS properties, but just something that's unbranded. A dinosaur. Kids love that stuff. And so we wanted to bring him back. Um, Ed Bounds is the, the gentleman who we bring in. He has an entire traveling uh, exhibit with uh, fossils as well as characters Um, that'll be throwing out a first pitch and hatching. And it's, it's such a cool show, um, that people are really excited for that one too.
0: Another thing I wanted to talk to you about what you guys do very well is group outings. Um, in the south bend area and really within driving distance probably up to hour and a half couple hours it's great for like corporate outings Mm -hmm. or just getting a group of group of friends together someone wants to take clients out how intentional are you about making the atmosphere um that good for group outings
1: you know it's a fun balance because our primary goal are obviously families Mm -hmm. um but this is such a great entertainment space um, where you can do business and it doesn't feel like business Um, So we've got some great venues that we were able to think about with the limited space that we have right now. You know, again, this is a 34 year old stadium. It's not um, behind the scenes. It has, there's some work that needs to be done, but fans don't notice that when they come out to the ballpark, you know, they're seeing, you know, freshly painted, you know, handrails and they're seeing clean floors. Um, They're seeing uh, beautiful outdoor suites. We don't have a lot of indoor suites, but we're able to create spaces for, you know, entertaining. Um, and, so you and you can integrate
0: that. them. So w- what you do so well is the families can come out and have their family experience mm-hmm. and there can be group outings all around them. And it's not even evident. Like you don't know that there's group outings everywhere. It's just, one big you know happy crowd so how you're able to work it in with the space you have Mm -hmm. uh, i think is what sets you apart
1: well i appreciate that and and again we do have all these group spaces around us here um but you could have a corporate group here you could have a family group here Mm -hmm. but you don't even know it it's just people spending time at the ballpark hanging out enjoying you know the the beautiful weather um, which you know knock on wood we're going to have a lot of this year um but you know the all the spaces that we have are pretty deliberate and we're obviously thinking about and planning to try to expand for more.
0: So let's talk about a couple different silos here real quick. Um, Like the adult side of things, they want to come out to the park and the kids side of things. What are some of the things that uh, the kids can enjoy? I know there's always the splash pad out there. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems like uh, I've brought like either younger family members are out before and They come and they have a great time and the baseball is almost secondary they just love being at the park Uh, Mm -hmm. what are a few things along those lines
1: well you kind of hit the nail on the head there is baseball is almost secondary to those families because when you come out there's so much to do as Mm -hmm. a family you've got the inflatable fun zone where we've got all the bounce houses and the giant three-story slides um, you've got the splash pad in the summertime and even, you know, we're on April, well, we'll have the splash pad going, but I wouldn't necessarily jump in if it's 33 <laughs> degrees, but it, it's going, um, you've got the performance center where you've got hitting tunnels that kids can go out there and hit. Even, you know, if the weather isn't great out, you can still go into a nice climate controlled environment. You've got the playground. It's in right field as well. Um, we've got all our fun promotions between inning speed contests. Pitch. Speed pitch um, as well. Um, we actually can do that inside yeah. uh, the Performance Center this, this year instead. Cool. Um, so there's just so much to do around here for a kid that, again, you, you, you basically come in at you know, gates open, and before you know it, holy cow, the game's over?
0: Didn't yeah. realize it. Yeah. And so here's what it kind of all crescendos up to what I wanted to talk to you about. Up until a few years, it's it's been great for family experience for a long time. The last few years, I feel like there's been a lot of strides made where, um, you know, a group of guys our age, group of girls our age, it's like, hey, what do you want to do on a Friday night? Going to the South Bank Cubs game now is a legit thing you can bring up and then go have a good time. Um, is that something that was just happened based off fixing the fan experience? Or are you intentional about, well, maybe an older crowd too, we can, you know, out in left field, you have what you have. Was that intentional or was that just a byproduct of doing things better?
1: Well, it was – that's kind of a twofold question. The first being when Andrew first bought the club uh, in 2011, his Mm -hmm. first season was in 2012, um, it was about the fan experience. It's not just about the individual groups. It's about, you know, yes, it's the families, but also the individual ticket buyers, the younger groups. Um, We're not just – yes, we are catering to a wide variety of people, but we're not trying to single out anybody in particular. We want everybody to come out to Foreman's field. That's kind of the motto we've had over the last ten years, where everyone comes to play. Um, you know, we invite all groups to come out and so we try to find ways to have a unique experience for every group so yes it's it's deliberate but it was also a byproduct of just improving our guest service um, having clean restrooms for mothers who that's an important part for them is um, bringing their kids out they want a clean restroom to bring their kids into um, having quality food you know if there's a lot of foodies out there you and I for sure we want you know a good hot dog we want a hot dog that tastes like sawdust um, we want to have um, you know, spacious areas for us to hang out in. The landing, um, which is now in left field, was a former fun zone area, which we converted into a picnic area, which is also a social space. You know, cornhole, outdoor games, and we're actually even adding food trucks out there on the weekends this year. Oh, um, we have a lot of people asking about, hey, you know, the Tiki Hut love going out there, but there's not a lot of food options out there. So now on the weekends, we're going to be working in some food trucks out by the landing. So you can That's get awesome. your drink at the Tiki Hut, then go right over to the food truck, grab a bite, You know, sit in the picnic tables that are out there, maybe throw some cornhole around. Um, it's just all become a product of, hey, we need to find ways to continually get better. And a lot of our information actually comes off our fan experience surveys, our NPS surveys. Yeah. Okay. We send those out at the end of every year, and we get feedback, and we take that feedback to heart. Um, we want to make sure our scores get better. We want to make sure the ballpark continues to improve the fan experience improves. In fact, just coming up next week too, I'm giving our guest thrill training seminar to all of our game day staff based off of the feedback from those surveys.
0: That's awesome. This question is a little bit more nerdy and maybe self-serving when you are looking at, um, game day experience. This is one of the best minor league experiences in the country. Um, it's Getting closer and closer to a major league experience, honestly, but mm-hmm. probably even a little bit more fun. How much of that is comp analysis? Or do you just stay in your lane and say, let's be the best version of ourselves"? Like, do you look at other minor league parks that do it well, and maybe try to borrow things? Or do you just say, hey, this is the best version of ourselves. Let's keep improving?
1: You know, I think anybody that says that they don't look at other teams is probably lying to themselves they because are. you want to see yeah. what's going on around you. You want to see what's happening down the road. They you'd
0: almost be doing a disservice if you didn't do that. Right.
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, because it's we're, we're one industry, we're an entertainment industry. Yes, there's sports, but we're really an entertainment industry. So not only are you looking at baseball, you're looking at minor league hockey. You're looking at professional wrestling. You're looking at all these various areas of entertainment and how do we continue to improve with what other people are doing now that's not to say just because a team you know over the border in um you know grand rapids is doing this promotion we should do it too it may not work for us you know we um there's a team in wisconsin uh, they uh had a um tie-in with the dairy farmers of america and they're the utter tuggers that's not gonna play here no No. utter tuggers (laughs) would not work in south Bend. the fighting punchki Maybe yeah. you, you just, you don't know. Um, but uh, so yes, we do look at what other teams are doing, but again, we want to make sure that we're doing um, what we do. We're doing it the right way. We're not just trying to slap something together or, Oh, because this is happening, we should try to squeeze this in. We want to do it, but do it right.
0: Can we talk about maybe a couple players to keep an eye on this year? Mm-hmm. And before we get into that, had a nice little boost last season, um you know had had some had some good names that maybe weren't known at the beginning of the year now mm-hmm. are known let's talk about this season mm-hmm. and some names uh like off the top of my head you had first round draft pick ed howard could mm-hmm. very well be here at some point mm-hmm. uh, who else should people look out for
1: ed howard i could really see him being here he may not necessarily start um it really depends on what happens with the spring training and a lot of these guys that we're going to mention anything can happen right. um, if they've got a breakout spring training in the minor league camps um, maybe they start a little higher, but than everyone you would
0: mentioned at least has a shot, right? Absolutely, yeah. they have yeah. a
1: shot of being here. Um, Jordan Wicks started with us. Um, he was a uh, first round draft pick for 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, he could potentially start with us, but I don't see him staying long. He ended the season with us, uh, our, his first game in South Bend was our last game, last home game of the year. Uh, as a starter so I could see him starting with us potentially Cole Franklin is a name people might remember Um, he had injury an injury in 2021 so he ended up spending most of his time down in Mesa for that season but I could see him he was on our championship team Um, you know he was a, a starting pitcher He came in late in 2019 but could start back with us as well PCA Peter Crow Armstrong could very easily potentially see him starting with us. Now, a lot of people haven't projected going to Myrtle Beach.
0: Big trade piece last year. Very big trade piece. Yep. You
1: could definitely see him at four Winds field. You mentioned Ed Howard. Um, we also have uh, James Triantos, um, another shortstop. That's the thing. is We're talking about these names. You look at Christian Hernandez. He's a big name people are, are looking out for. He's listed at number three overall in the Cubs' top 30. He's a shortstop. Ed Howard, Triantos. These are all shortstops, so I could easily see one of them or maybe two of them converting to potentially a second base role
0: so let and, and i wanted to speak a little bit more about last year how cool is it to see a guy so brendan davis mm-hmm. Brennan davis started here um i know jordan who followed south bank cubs very closely last year very early on he was like this dude's different like, mm-hmm. there's just something different about him. Um, and then he even got a nice little pump when he came back for a little bit. How cool is it to see a guy really take off while being in South Bend and start flying up those uh, overall prospects? I mean, he's a top, depending on the list you look at, at least top 30, some, some cases top 10 guy.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, he is the top prospect in the Cubs system. He's going to be a Triple A to start. Um, I think for me, when I, when he played in 2019 with us, he started, he was starting to get hot in June, and then he had a hand injury – that it put him on the shelf. I assumed he was done for the year, Mm -hmm. but you know, on September 1st, 2019, he's coming back out there and you know, he's hitting bombs and I'm like, okay, if this guy is coming back from an injury this quickly and is still hitting bombs, hitting home runs, I mean, this guy is something special. And then we saw that when, um, you know, obviously during the COVID season, he was a part of the Cubs alternate side, the taxi squad that was here. He was working out, um, you know, Diving plays in the outfield, working out with the you know the other guys that are on the taxi squad, and then we got a chance to see him in twenty twenty one start with us, uh, which was awesome. And uh, then he got to Tennessee, and then you know clearly moved quickly up in Tennessee, <laughs> right to Iowa. And so now you're thinking to yourself, you know, this guy you know is gonna this guy is gonna get into the big leagues in twenty twenty two. He's a real deal. Huh? He really you is a believer the, too. And and he is such a cool guy too. He you you always look at some players. And you look at it from a standpoint of the nicest players don't always make it to the big leagues he is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet very humble um, in regards to that as well so it's great to see it happen to guys that are such good people not just good baseball players but they're good people they're good in the community you know they volunteer they do those types of things and so Brendan Davis not only is he going to be a great baseball player he's gonna be a great community asset for Chicago as well
0: Speaking of big names, um, without saying any specific names, when someone may come here on a rehab and you know it's going to be a short-term thing, um, I'm not sure how much being assistant GM now. I'm not sure how much you're still all hands on deck on the marketing side. I assume mm-hmm. a pretty oh, good yeah. amount still. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Like once you get the word a big name is coming, whoever it may be, to turn around some kind of marketing plan. I know the tickets are largely going to sell themselves, but you still like to be able to put something out there. How are you able to turn around like some kind of marketing plan in very short order?
1: So what's really funny is I try to look at the blogs and some of the posters on that information because, uh, yes, we do get information from Chicago about possibilities and who might be here, but it almost seems like the guys that are down in Mesa watching guys, you know, rehab and, and start to get ready to get back to the big leagues, they almost have a, a better track record, I think, than yeah. some, of, some of us that, you know, are up here. So I kind of follow some of those guys and say, okay, it looks like... Um, Player A is just about ready to start a rehab. Start mentally so mentally, I'm planning. Yeah. Okay, how do we market this person? And a lot of times, it's only 24 hours notice. Yeah, and we can only say is expected to. Yeah. So you can't even say they're going to be here specifically. You, you don't want th- those angry ex- emails. If you- right. <laughs> we don't. We don't need a, a an All Star Game 2019 situation. Yeah. I won't mention <laughs> any names, but thanks so much for coming, musical act. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can I can make fun of those things now. Mr. Worldwide,
0: uh, everywhere right here.
1: I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> to me, he's Mr. Florida.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you are you're all able to get ahead of that and use yep. the right right lingo. But it yeah, so it is a good idea if you say hey, you know you can start mentally thinking about it. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Um, but depending on the player, whether it's an arm or a fielder, I, I would just imagine it'd be a little bit different in how you would market it and. Mm-hmm. And it, it's always fun from a fan. I can tell you from a fan perspective, it's always fun when the big names come down. It's always a good time. Oh yeah, and
1: and they're they're so you know kind with their time too. You know we've had players down here before um, that would you know they don't have to, but they still go out and sign autographs at you know certain areas in the ballpark um, while they're trying they to rehab. Take care of the guys too, right? They do. Yeah. I've I've had a couple of uh, leftover Ruth, Ruth's Chris dinners, so there go. Uh, they are they are very kind in that regard. And actually, one of the players. Um, bought McDonald's for everybody and you'd think okay it's you know fast food but really they know the players are always have to eat healthy and they're they're on these strict diets and so when a guy says you know what I'm gonna let you guys I know what you really want here's this here's your uh, hall pass for some junk it, food yeah. exactly
0: yeah. yeah yeah nothing wrong with that um, before we get into some of the more random questions to wrap up I wanted to talk about what your off seasons have been looking like you mm-hmm. stayed pretty busy yes you uh you got a lot of gigs rolling on some some pretty high-end type stuff now can you fill us in on A few of the gigs you've done and uh, how much fun they are.
1: You know, for for me as a you know fan, I love being able to work with the Chicago Cubs. Not just you know working with them remotely from South Bend, actually getting to Wrigley Field. You're at Wrigley. And and being in that control room and and hitting the buttons and and directing that show for the video board. That was a dream come true for me personally this past season. Um, so they, I talked to somebody in the department, they were, they were looking for game day help mm-hmm. and I said, I'd love to try. And like, can you make that work with your schedule? I said, I know I don't get a lot of time off, but I'd love to find a way with a yeah, couple of days, work, yeah. I will make that work. And so, um, I, I did not get any special treatment. I went through the interview process just like anybody else. Cause that was the only fair thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and based off of my experience, my merit, they're like, yeah, we, we'd love to have you as a director. We'll bring you in, on uh, on availability. And so I just kind of went through the the same process that everybody else did and i got to direct some games up there which was so cool dream come true it, it really was yeah. I, I definitely and and i'm not going to make no bones about it i think everybody else here knows too i'm going to be there someday mm-hmm. it's not maybe or if i'm going to be working at wrigley someday as a full-time job uh that's my goal that's my site i love so, what i do so here end
0: of the line goal isn't necessarily just major major league team it's cubs
1: it's chicago cubs Love it. That's And I've Love got it. my sights set on that, and it's it's going to happen someday. I'm not going to say if. I have zero doubt. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it'll <laughs> happen. Um, but you also do some other stuff outside of the Cubs, right? Yeah. No, yeah.
1: I'm a freelancer over at Notre Dame. Uh, getting a chance to direct a lot of their events for uh, – it was really great to have venue shows back. I call them mm-hmm. venue shows. They're board shows. Directing the video board um, at Purcell at, at Notre Dame football. Football was amazing this year. Um, they had some staffing stuff to, that they had to make some adjustments on. So they needed a replay producer, the person that basically looks at all 21, 25 camera angles and puts the right looks on the video board. It's an important job. Um, It it really was. And I didn't realize it maybe until that first game of how important it was. (laughs) And then you just, when you get into it, you're fine. Yeah. But it's, it was those two hours leading up to kickoff. And I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Like, what? what, (laughs) this is
0: a big deal. How different is it sport to sport? Like you know, football. Are you a obviously,
1: big football fan? Um, I'm an okay football fan. You know, honestly, baseball is my sport. But um, obviously, I'm, I, I follow Notre Dame now. I'm a um, I'm a closeted Bears fan. Uh, so, <laughs> so let's see where that's gonna go at this point in time. But um, you know, it's obviously football is king there, and, and it takes up a lot because it has a lot of eyeballs. It has yep. a lot of TV eyes as well. Um, but you know, the basket. I, I honestly, my favorite sport to to work there is women's basketball. Really, That is my favorite sport to do. Hockey would be very close second, and then football is probably third. But women's basketball has such a unique crowd. It has such a great atmosphere. Um, it has such a storied history behind it. Not that the men's team doesn't, but, you know, when you look at Muff McGraw and what she did with that program and, you know, the players that have come out of there. Um, and the, the show itself is – and I have to be biased. It's a little more fun than a men's game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more, you know, contests, and and you get to work with that crowd a little more, and it's a little more unique. So um, I would say a little
0: more fan experience-y? Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: Not, not as, yes, it is focused on on the basketball as well, but you have more of that fan engagement and that fan you get experience. Get to be a little more creative. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Um, let's get into. A few fun questions. Um, Wait, man, I don't know what you're
1: talking about. I'm having fun this
0: whole time. <laughs> yeah, we'll this all uh, been fun. When I say fun, non-baseball questions. Okay. Although I say that, and I'm going to start off with a baseball question. <laughs> I have a recommendation for a promotional night okay. at some point in the next few years. Give me a Seinfeld night.
1: Seinfeld. Okay. Give me a Seinfeld.
0: Yeah. You, you heard it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> because that's like, I. so there are a few parks, usually around New York, that will mm-hmm. do Seinfeld night. Obviously, that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it gets so much attention when you do a Seinfeld night, and mm-hmm. then the people want like the gear that goes with whether you do first thousand through the door, get this or whatever. Right. Um, just a little little voice in the back of your head. Okay. Maybe maybe your little Jerry voice. Keep I'm gonna it I'm gonna head.
1: I'm gonna mark that in the All back right. there. Seinf-
0: I will promote the crap out of it. You, have you
1: know what's interesting too is when you think about geographically and, and sitcoms like that. what's another perfect tie-in, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. You got, you got, And a little more
0: location based. Yeah.
1: Yep. You got, yeah. it was a great show. It's very, you know, very much, you know, Pawnee and, and South Bend can kind of go hand in hand together. There's one of my favorite quotes from that that I have in as a video clip on the video board um, was an episode that was their disaster episode. And one of the characters, as a sub character, had said, This is bad fort wayne bad, <laughs> and so i make sure to have that on standby anytime fort wayne is in town so that's one that i keep on uh, regular regular button pushing there
0: i love i mean that's got to be a shirt if you have a park tonight right <laughs> you got to schedule it for when fort wayne comes in town absolutely i have a shirt oh it or would it absolutely be when they come to town could mm-hmm. be the jersey um let's do uh professional or college sports who's the worst group of fans
1: the worst group of fans Ooh, these are really are tough are you questions.
0: allowed to I mean, I have my answer. I'm I'm allowed to say it's St. Louis Cardinals. I don't know if you're allowed to say that. You know, <sighs> you can go non-baseball if it helps. I,
1: I would probably say St. Louis Cardinals as well. Thank here's you. the the reason Thank being: you. the reason being is they are so snobby, just because yes. they have all these you know various championships and blah blah blah. I had to deal with Easy it when do I went when you're to systems.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: when I went where I went to school, SIU, that's closer to to St. Louis oh, yeah. than so Chicago. You had to deal with it. Everybody's wow. like, "Oh, how are your Cubs doing?" And of course, this is 2007 to you know 2010. So yeah, the lean ones. So <laughs> yeah, they had some you know division championships, but you know when they won um, the uh, NLDS back in 2015 over the Cardinals at Wrigley Field, that I savored absolutely. And of course, the World <laughs> Series itself. Um, but I would say, yeah, they're they're pretty insufferable. St. They, St. Louis Cardinals they fans.
0: absolutely are. Um, would you rather have? for the rest of your life, a chef, a masseuse, or a chauffeur?
1: I like to cook myself. Okay. So chef's out. Chef, chef is out. Um, you know, there's some long drives that I go on, so a, a, I would say a chauffeur might be nice, but I'd probably say masseuse because okay. there's a lot of stress that can be in, in this industry, so I kind of melt that stress away.
0: Um, Would you – so you like college basketball? You watch college basketball? I watch college basketball. I have basketball. a March Madness question, which okay. will be coming up when this – Actually, right around the time when this airs, if someone comes to you and says a one versus 16 game, Mm -hmm. all four of them in a season, if all the ones win, you get a million dollars. But if a single 16 wins, you can never use electricity again. Would you take that bet? Nope.
1: Nope. You're not, not risking it. Not taking that bet. Not because <laughs> with with the way that things are – with how they've developed March Madness now and how we know more about how they pick teams, yeah. there are some 16 seeds that I don't believe are 16 seeds. Yeah. And you can see that upset because – any. Then that's what's so awesome about March Madness is anybody can beat anybody on a given day once you get to the tournament. And so I'm absolutely not taking that bet.
0: And it's – we saw a 16 seed win a few years ago, but even like pretty routinely there's decently close games in these 116s mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, I – I'm i I gotta keep electricity. Um, when you're in the back of an Uber or a Lyft, are you chatty or are you just along for the ride?
1: Believe it or not, I actually don't take a lot of Uber lifts. Really? I, I for the most part I'm usually a walker. I'll bike or I drive myself.
0: Um what about like uh, vacation? Just renting a car? Usually the move?
1: Yeah. Usually i will I'll I'll rent a car or I'll walk get, somewhere and I'll know you're a busy man, I don't know how many <laughs> vacations you take. Well, my, my husband would say we don't take enough, but um <laughs> I would say probably we'd find a location that's near a um, you know a hotel that's near a lot of stuff and we would walk to and from
0: that, that's good it also saves more money I should probably start planning that way
1: <laughs> and it gets the exercise too
0: any types of people on a plane that annoy you are you okay with the recliners into you? I'm
1: okay with the recliners. I, I like kids, um, but people that take off their their shoes are weird. I was going to ask the bare feet guy. Bear, that's feet. weird, man. Like, <laughs> why would you take that off? Like, and and even if your feet don't smell, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> oh, we're in this era of hygiene now. Why are you taking your shoes off and letting your stinky <laughs> feet air out in a metal tube that's traveling forty thousand feet above the above the earth?
0: Does it bother you enough to say something? Oh yeah, I'll yeah. say something. Oh, you will?
1: I'll say. Oh, I love it. I, I would be like. Sir, this this is not your personal <laughs> hotel room. Can you can you please put your feet back, put your shoes back on?
0: Um, how do you order your steak? Medium. Medium. Have you heard of medium plus? No, it's medium okay. plus. I don't I think someone's <laughs> playing a prank on me. I've never- Someone heard... claims that it's in between medium and medium rare. Hmm. But I I would I, I would
1: try it if it's a thing.
0: Yeah, like I don't have the balls to order it anywhere though, so because right. I don't want to be laughed in my face. Pardon so me, always, sir. Do you have medium yeah, plus of this I always, establishment? I always try to convince the guest to be like, "Hey, do it and report back." But
1: no. well, I'm mean, so now. If you're offering, I mean, you want to take me out for steak? I'd be more yeah. than happy to order it for you.
0: And just that as a medium it. See how it goes. Yeah.
1: So I'll, I'll be waiting for that phone call for that okay. steak dinner. Deal anytime.
0: Let's do. Are you good at basketball?
1: No, but I'll, I'll take the. I'll take your question.
0: Can you shoot a little bit? Uh, All right. So here's your question. Okay. You get a free throw. mm Hmm. So let's say you can practice for a week. Okay. okay. It's not just coming in. You make this free throw a million dollars. You miss the free throw. You can never text again.
1: Ooh. <laughs> per, I, uh, if it wasn't for what I do in the industry, I'd be like, I'd, I'd take the bet because, um, you know, I, personally, I would much rather talk to somebody versus texting, but in this day and age now of trying to get deals done and work, you got to text. So I'll tell you what, I'll take the bet. Take I'll take right? it. Yep. Okay. Even though I'm not great at it, I'll take the bet because that'd be a
0: pressure free throw. <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> you have a week to practice, though. I mean, you could. And you have connections at Notre Dame, so yeah. Going I was gonna to to say a- I'm gonna
1: give gonna give up Mike Bray a call and yeah. a uh, <laughs> hey Mike, uh, I need some free throw practice. Can you can you
0: recommend anybody? Please. I probably asked you this last time, but have you been stuck in an elevator? I have. Did it go okay? It was remember. fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like them. Really? Even here, like what we were talking today, I was like, man, I can't remember if the owner's suite was on this level or the next. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to ask him to use the stairs if it's <laughs> like when we do the uh, when you do the season ticket pickup. Yep. I don't know if it's the same now, but upstairs, yep. it's like, I'll be like, all right, Blake. Take the elevator up and then go get the stairs. On <laughs> <me."> <laughs> Let me in. I don't like them.
1: I um, this may actually make things worse for you, but there's a, a TV show. <laughs> I'm not sure you're a big sci-fi guy. But there's a show called Fringe. Um, it was with um. Oh gosh, now I'm blanking on the names. Uh, the characters were Peter Bishop, Walter Bishop. It was Anna Torv was the uh, actress, and then you had um, uh, Jackson. What's his name from Dawson's Creek? Uh, okay. I know um, what you're about. Yeah, yeah, and um, um, anyway, so but one of the episodes again, it's about sci-fi, and so you get this elevator full of people, and you got this got this electric electricity running through them. And so, oh, no. yeah, and so it, it plummets, and unfortunately nobody survives, but somebody... <laughs> unfortunately nobody survives. Well, <laughs> except for this character who had this elect- electricity that created this kind of a, a bubble around him, um, so he walked off of it, and then when you said, you know, trapped in an elevator, the first, my mind had first went to that episode. I'm like, and so if that ever does happen, that kind of is where my mind goes. I'm not watching this. No, I, I would recommend skipping it. And I'm it.
0: not even really that afraid of, like, it plummeting. I'm just afraid of being stuck and no one ever finding me.
1: <laughs> well, you know, there's an escape <laughs> hatch on every elevator, right?
0: Yeah, and I would have to Jason Bourne it. I really think I would. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see it, that, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would. It probably wouldn't work out well. How long does it take you to decide what to wear in the morning? I or usually do the, night the night before. I'm okay. the night before the guy. Yep. Okay. Um, what does – you're now assistant – you've been assistant GM how long?
1: Uh, about a – year and a half
0: now? What's a typical day look like for you? (laughs) Give off-season and then in-season.
1: All right. Off-season, typical day, I'm in a little before 8 a.m. I like that first hour before anybody gets to the ballpark to get my stuff done, answer emails, you know, just kind of at a more slower pace. And then uh, from 9 to 5, it's a lot of um, working with folks, whether it's scheduling meetings, working with the ticketing department um, for design ideas, design jobs, um, going out and meeting with various clients in the city. Um, and then after five o'clock, I'm usually here an extra maybe an hour afterwards again to get that me time of answering emails. Uh, you know, when we were setting this meeting up. I didn't get a chance to get back to your email uh, from yesterday. So that's the time I like to usually get mm-hmm. those kind of emails sent out in season. It could vary on a game day. I might be here at 637. I may not leave until 1130, 12. There's just so much to do in a day um, that you, you need as much time as possible to do it. And you can have, you know, as many staff members as you need here, but when there's just so many different hats you wear, it's it's tough to juggle all of that. Yep. So you need to have that extra time.
0: All right, so I'll wrap with a few more. Um, this is going to be our Martin's question of the day. Okay. When you go do your groceries, mm-hmm. what's one thing that you always get? One thing that I always snack food whatever.
1: So we you know I always go to the Martins by Notre Dame. Yep. And it's you know it's convenient. It's easy. I you know I I love the. I don't know how they came up with this way back in the day, but their vegetable aisles—you had to meander through it. It forces you to have to get vegetables like a casino. Exactly. (laughs) So I end up stopping a little bit, and you know we'll get either bananas or I'll get. um, I'm really on a zucchini kick right now. Like just some like sauteed zucchini, sauteed. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. I can't sauté it very well, but <laughs> well-sautéed zucchini is very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You buy bananas. Do you actually – I I end up throwing away bananas. I so buy
1: – you know, and that's what I love, though. We just went uh, the other day, and they had this huge thing of, like, if you ever played Donkey Kong, it's like Donkey Kong's yeah. horde of bananas just right there. Uh, we buy them a little greener, so that way they last a little longer. Yep, yep. Um, but Old the actual item truck. that I buy um, from uh, Martin's that it's almost get them all the time are uh, Nestle's chocolate chips.
0: Okay. Do you use them in a variety of ways? Nope. Chocolate chips?
1: I, I have them in a bag because I, I've got to have chocolate. I'm a chocolate fix kind of guy. And it's if I need a little something to get me through the day, I just have a little small cup of them. I mean, I've got some in my Semi office sweet right now. Semi-sweet Yeah. It milk? Semi-sweet. Yeah. It doesn't want to be too sweet, but just something semi-sweet. you got a little bitterness to it, help you get through the day. I, I love that.
0: Okay. Let's do, um, you mentioned your foodie. Mm-hmm. Strangest thing you've ever eaten?
1: Oh man, I'm trying to think. Recently, nothing crazy again, just with COVID and stuff. But I would say
0: probably squid. Squid was it good?
1: Uh, It had this weird chewy texture to it that I wasn't (laughs) a fan of. I then so then I went just back to the um, uh, sushi rolls. Uh, It was the sushi place, so I wanted to try it, but it wasn't for me.
0: You're a sushi fan in general, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, last question. Uh, before we plug away where people can find everything, uh, get breaking into the baseball industry, ton of students, ton of young adults. I yep. mean, it's, it's a very highly competitive field. A mm-hmm. couple pieces of advice you'd have, whether it be a college student, someone recently graduated that wants to get into, that would like to be an assistant GM of a minor league team one day. I mean, mm-hmm. just at that, like, what advice would you have for them to be able to succeed to do that?
1: I would say the biggest thing for me is to be flexible. Um, there's going to be a lot of things you're going to do your first opportunity in baseball. If you get that internship, um, you want to experience all of it because they're just, you think that you want to get into sales and you realize, you know what, maybe more on the marketing side. Try it all. Um, every time you, every team, I can't imagine anybody that doesn't do this, um, they need help in various departments. Mm-hmm. And as an intern, you're first getting involved, um, speak up and say, hey, I'd like, I'd like to help. Um, I, I want to stay later. I want to, you know, be that person that fills a need. Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm training my new assistant. Um, you know, she's an intern, but I don't really like the term intern very much because there's so much more than that. So I call I call them my assistant. And so uh, my assistant is working on learning some, you know, design elements. She's great at video, but she hasn't done a lot of design. So part of her internship is learning some of the design aspects, but then also uh, she's wanted to help out in the box office a little bit. And then, you know, obviously we're going to be doing tarp poles and some ground stuff. So get involved as early as you can and be that person, that go-to person says, hey, I know that this person here is always willing to help. I'm going to ask them first because then that just makes you invaluable and indispensable. And that could lead to a full-time job or at the very least positive recommendations as new positions open up.
0: And I'm always very quick to recommend a minor league baseball internship no matter mm-hmm. what you want to do. It's like you said, you can be doing marketing and then you can do group sales. Mm-hmm. Then it can be rolling tarp. Yep. You can be in a costume running around the field. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with people to pick for promotions. Like You do a little bit of everything, and it's yep. a wonderful experience.
1: And and that's the thing, too, that people don't always understand is working with the public, you learn so much about personalities Human and how to, how to diffuse situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, We have a whole training on that here of – you know, we, we want to make sure we're the gold standard in guest service, but sometimes th- things are going to happen. It's not about that service recovery and how do you um, get back from the, the mistake that we might have made. Uh, the biggest part of what I teach people is leave your ego at the door. It's not about you. It's about making it right. It's
0: good life advice in general. Mm-hmm. Yep. Plug away.
1: Well, you know the usual stuff. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Facebook at facebook.com slash South Bend Cubs, on Twitter and Instagram at SB Cubs. Mm-hmm. You can also go to our uh, website, which has all the information there at southbendcubs.com. This year, we're really going to get try to get big into TikTok. We want to try to have some more hey, fun with go. TikTok. Are you gonna do some dances. I, I will when our ready gritty. Our, uh, I'm gonna try. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> I- I'm still learning all the lingo. I'm I'm starting to feel my age a little bit as we get into some of these TikTok <laughs> trends. But again, talking about bringing in new people and new yep. ideas. You know, TikTok has really has taken off, um, and so we want to find ways to have fun with TikTok, but in a family friendly way um so there's just some there's some tiktok challenges that we just can't do it doesn't work with our brand but there are some that we can do that are fun exciting and so that's what uh I, i might be doing some things that i've never tried before uh that'll be my social media team to help me with that
0: awesome and tickets
1: tickets are going on sale on march uh 9th at noon so, so by the time
0: you listen to this they will be on sale yeah
1: so you can get them online at southlandcups.com you stop by the box office or you can call 574 season tickets absolutely there, there's very limited selections available okay but um you know a lot of people are looking for some simple 15 game plans yeah um they don't want to come to every game but you want to you want to save a little money and you know you're going to come to at least 15 games get that 15 game plan because not only you're getting those guaranteed seats in your guaranteed spot you're also getting all the other perks to come with it with discounts Um, you know, first time opportunity to purchase for other events that we have here at the ballpark and of course playoffs as well.
0: Awesome. And hit the number. I think I interrupted you. What was the phone number?
1: Oh yeah. You can always call us at
0: 574-235-9988. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. As usual, looking forward to another great season. Appreciate it. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows
1: at alphadogagency.com slash podcast.